Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about how to connect your subplots to your main story to kind of weave them together so they don't feel separate. Um, I believe you said you are doing this at this very moment. <laughs> I am. I'm in the moment of working on the first few chapters of a book when all of my characters are short, sort of rearing their heads and their lives are coming into view and, and the reader is going to start anticipating how their lives are going to braid together and create a book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is always... For me, it's really hard, and it just goes back to uh, something we've talked about a lot, uh, which is the characters' like um, flaws, goals, and like expectations. Uh, the characters' mm -hmm. lies, like what they've been told, you know. And for me, it's about you know the whole the whole thing about building a book is finding the characters that are gonna go together really well. So when you smash them together, they have. <laughs> two different like many different things that are going on that happen to solve each other um i i feel like i though i can't name them off the top of my head i feel like i've had characters jump books because their problems would be better solved by a character in a different book mm -hmm. um and it's just because i feel like that's kind of basically what subplots are you know you're mm -hmm. you're dealing with uh my character for instance right now has I have a character that's kind of run away from home to go hang out uh, in a remote location uh, with another character who he discovers has found something extraordinary um, and is really looking for help with it, which this character has the knowledge for. So like the one character ends up having to deal with the other character's reasons for escaping their home and having to deal with that drama. Whereas you know, he's also gaining knowledge to work on the main plot, which is getting this thing that he's found to function because he's not very smart. He lives in a really remote location. And now he's got the smart guy who's <laughs> run away from home. And he's like, help me out, help me out. And, and it, it, it works really well. So I think that, you know, connecting subplots at first is about trying to find that chemistry between characters because mm -hmm. otherwise the subplots, they just don't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this does come back to our characters driving plots um, because, yeah, what your characters want, because I think part of it is just developing subplots. Like, where do you get your subplots? And for me, they kind of spiral outward from the main story. And then you just have to remember to keep bringing them back in a little bit. Right. Because, <laughs> um, like, for example, I'm just going to use Autumn because that's the one that's on, on my brain right now. The main plot is fixing the mirror and ending the long autumn season because the mirror breaks and then because of that autumn stretches on. And so all of the subplots come from the different characters and how they approach either fixing or not fixing the right. mirror and how those people intersect. And so those goals create subplots uh some of them are romantic subplots, some of them are kind of mystery subplots, some of them are like friendships unraveling. Um, because it all comes out of this, what do people want in regards to that through line? Right. 
And I'd say that weaving them together, like deciding how much of the subplots to put on the page, yada, yada, comes from the, you know, it, it's like, what is most, what is the most important side thing to the character? That mm-hmm. kind of dictates how much you're going to see of it. Um, and yeah. there, you know, that a first person book is easy because you always know you're going to weave a subplot through the main character's perspective, like yours. But let's say your book was third person. Let's say it was third person. And let's say that the main plot was actually the big long autumn and and we're on the, we're not dealing with the gods, but maybe necessarily the world it's in. The main plot becomes mm-hmm. the crops are dying. People are dying from lack of sun exposure, like whatever, uh, no vitamin D. That becomes the main plot. And then the subplot might be like, what are the politics that are going on around? Why is this happening? How, you know, how do we make sure that we survive with the the, the God politics and stuff that go along with this? And they become something completely different, but all the subplots sort of lean into whatever the main character's perspectives were and whatever's closest to importance to them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And if you've got multi-POV, then... I'm trying to decide if each of if any of those count as a subplot or if multi POV is is multiple main plots. I feel like multiple POV means there's multiple subplots. Those are the big main the the main subplots, let's call them, because the main mm. plot in that case would still be the unending autumn, but you've got each of these side characters that are dealing with their own personal shit, like in Game of Thrones, where you've got the king is dead. And all that that's the main plot. The king is dead. And then the subplots are I should be king. <laughs> like, like what Yeah, or everybody else. <laughs> what characters that all want to be king? You know, like that's that's the whole thing. And and I think that, you know, depending on the perspective you're in, weaving them in basically the biggest rule to follow is what subplots are closest to this character, what this character is going through, the mm-hmm. you know, and how can we naturally fit it in? I find that if you're trying to weave in a subplot that doesn't seem to be naturally working, probably shouldn't be in the book. Um, mm-hmm. I had this problem with the last book that I wrote that got the agent. And I just ended up having to take two subplots out because they just weren't feeling organic enough. I couldn't tie them to the main character easily. He was seeing it through like like in the background. It got kind of convoluted and confusing. I was like, oh, that's it. Like they don't belong in here. It's not important. And mm-hmm. I dropped it. Uh, and it helped the book. I think it goes back to, we have a longer episode on through lines and themes. I think it goes back to your through line. Like what is yep. the core of your story? And does this subplot relate to it in some way? <laughs> Any way. <laughs> is it supporting the main plot? Yeah. And if it's not supporting yeah. the main plot somehow, ditch it. It's, it's hard to find tips yeah. to weave them together because... That it, it should come so naturally. And if it doesn't, my tip is to throw it out and mm-hmm. stick a new character in, take an old character out, like try a different uh, combination of things because it should happen naturally. And if it's not, you're probably, probably digging in places that aren't going to help you too much. Mm-hmm. I think if it's, I agree 100%. And I think if it's something where you're like, okay, this subplot, let's say I've got like an intrigue and like this subplot is someone needs to betray this person, but it's how we're getting there is not working. I think your tip 
is if it if you if it is necessary for the plot but it doesn't feel like it's working i like your your idea of like look at, back at your characters and what they want and who wants it and how like retool how to get that one plot point to happen because that's almost actually part of your main plot but kind of how it gets there might be a subplot does that make any sense am i making <laughs> I, I think so you know it's really i think it makes sense it's just it's it, it is hard to talk about this because like again it it feels like they naturally happen when they're supposed to and i think that people get kind of obsessive with subplots and they think that when they're doing the murky middle it's if they don't have enough subplots it's going to get boring that's not necessarily true your book just might be shorter Mm -hmm. there is nothing wrong with having an eighty thousand word book there's there's nothing wrong with it yeah like you want it to be simple and easy to, easy yeah. to digest you don't want it to feel forced yeah and if you force it your readers are going to tell and if you find that there's not any like you're struggling to find subplots i think that the issue is probably your characters are bulked out enough and i would literally take a separate document and literally start doing questionnaires for your characters to try to get to know them better. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll find that the subplots will reveal themselves in those questionnaires because typically if I don't know what the hell is going on, it is because I don't have enough knowledge of my characters. And typically mm -hmm. when I set a document aside and start answering questions about them, I start discovering those holes and I'm like, ah, there's my subplot there. <laughs> there it is. And there's a, there's a great way to connect it right here. Like, and they just, it doesn't always happen coincidentally and spontaneously like that, but oftentimes it does. And I always feel like God has reached down and been like, look, it was here all this time. <laughs> you were chosen for this. You were fated to write this book because you had all this information all along. And I'm like, wow, thanks God. <laughs> like, and it's literally just you answering questions about your characters and letting them get to know one another. And then the subplots kind of just mm -hmm. figure themselves out. Mm -hmm. And another way to do that is if questionnaires don't really work for you, um, because sometimes they work for me and sometimes they don't when they aren't working. And I'm just like not able to really form the character just from the list of questions. I put them in like side scenes or AU scenes, alternate universe scenes. One of my favorites was to like, like write all of the characters playing like a board game, like Monopoly <laughs> or poker or something. Even if it doesn't exist in your world, just pretend mm -hmm. it does and put those characters there and see who's the one who's bluffing all the time. Who's the one who's like playing it straight. Who's the one who's taking, <laughs> who's making the big bets. And as you start to like explore that, you'll start to realize, okay, no, this is the reckless character. This is the cautious character. This is the, and sometimes for me, putting them in a scene and kind of like prodding them around is where I reveal who's what. So if you're one of those people, it's like, I've tried worksheets, I've tried questionnaires, and they just don't work for me, that can be another way to kind of approach the really the same. And from there, you'll start being able to fill out the questionnaires. Yeah. Once you kind of get a little more sense of them, you're like, okay, now I can tell what they would want, where the how they would get it, that kind of thing. Also, don't fill in, like, if you're in having this issues, avoid questionnaires that start with like, eye color, height, height name date birth like that kind of crap <laughs> just ignore that because like i if you're anything like me the moment you have to start filling that shit out you're like i'm bored some people love it <laughs> and then they don't like answering the other questions about deeper stuff they just want to answer the descriptive questions but that's not going to help your subplot yeah 
but yeah i tend to avoid the ones that start like that or i just like erase those questions because they kind of de-inspire me also i don't know if this is any help especially because it's kind of d and like dungeons and dragons related or you know tabletop gaming but we do this thing that's kind of similar to what you were talking about where sometimes we'll like play a a game with as our characters me and my group of uh dungeons and dragons players will will play a game as our characters and they're usually like question games or like dating games or like dumb shit like that <laughs> and you find out really quick who has thought enough into their background of their character and who has not and it's actually really fun um to sort of find your your holes uh and fill them that way um if that's something that mm -hmm. if you have a lot of friends that are willing to do something like that and I don't know. It's it's fun to think about, you know, not for everyone, for sure. But yeah, I think I think you're right to kind of bring this circle it back around a little bit. It should all feel natural. And yeah, um, smashing different characters together is going to be a good way to like develop those if you don't have them. And then figuring out. Yeah, just reiterating what you said, figuring out which characters have chemistry together, have conflicting goals and stuff is going to start building up those subplots so yeah i think letting them emerge naturally out of the book out of the characters is what's going to make them feel like they weave into the main plot instead of coming up with like a side subplot just because you want to throw it into the book like i want a subplot where they go on vacation <laughs> it's like well do, do they need to go on vacation is there any important information they find out about the main plot while they are on vacation <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much all i got on that one yeah i think that's about all i got too so we will call it for this one. enjoy your subplots bye, bye. yes bye. <laughs>